Hey, hey, what's up, everybody? Another edition of the Announcer Schedule Podcast. We are live on Radio Row for the Announcer Schedule Podcast this week. We've got a great guest coming up for you in just a bit. Episode 35 of the show, and it's Gene Steratore, who's going to be a part of the Super Bowl broadcast team on Westwood One. Gene, of course, former it's announcer. It's the NBA former, on 97.3 uh, ESPN. Now part of the broadcast team, and we're going to talk to him in about 15 minutes or so here on the Announcer Schedule Podcast. Don't re- remember, uh, don't forget, rate, review, like, subscribe, share, as Phil demont Mollen is with me, Mike Gill, as we are back for another edition of Announcer Schedules. And the face, the voice, the name behind at Announcer Skeds. And, man, what a wild week. I'm sitting here. Uh, I see Fox's Rob Gronkowski in front of me, uh, Coach Prime, former NFL Network uh Analysts, I got Brian Baldinger standing right here, NFL Network. So the announcers are all over the place, Phil. Yeah, this is sort of next level for the announcer schedules podcast as far as you were calling in here from Radio Row, Eve of the Super Bowl. Mike, beyond who you just mentioned, what are some of the other broadcasting types, announcer types that you've seen in your stay in Arizona? Well, on my radio show, uh, we had Laura Oakman on yesterday, and she will be on the sidelines for this. Mike Golick will be on the sidelines as well, and he will be on my show on Friday. Uh, he has been here, uh, and as I mentioned, Gronkowski's here. Pat McAfee is uh, behind my shoulder. Uh, you can maybe see the set back there, the FanDuel set back there. That's McAfee. How can you miss it? Yeah, that's on the uh, outskirts is kind of like the bigger networks where the local radios are kind of in the middle here. So saw Chris Mad Dog Russo walking by uh, yesterday from uh, MLB Network and, of course, Sirius Radio. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, Thursday, which is the day we're recording the pod this week, is the day that a lot more of the bigger broadcasters and names start to come in and actually um, – I, I uh, you know, you looking around as I'm just kind of looking, and actually I got a good one for you. The former play-by-player for one of the Madden games, Tony Bruno, is in the house here. You remember when Tony did the play-by-play sure. for uh, one of the Madden games? Yeah, so and, and uh, big in the sports talk radio uh, world too, of course. Yes, uh, and he's over here with his uh, no-filter radio. I was talking with him for a while yesterday, actually. We had a good conversation for about a half an hour. So, uh, yeah, there's a lot going on here, but we're excited to get a chance to talk to Gene Steratore because, you know, he has been doing the CBS television uh, as part of that Romo and um, Jim Nance crew, and now he's going to be doing this on the radio. They are now bringing the uh, rules analyst to radio now, so this will be pretty cool. Yeah, I can't wait to talk to to Gene, you know, obviously top of his craft in that rules analyst role. And we actually got a listener question a a couple weeks back about the rules analyst and, you know, how that all works. So can't wait to dive into it with Gene Steratore in just a little bit. We also, yesterday, I I mentioned uh, we had Ross Tucker on the radio show. Of course, Ross was a part of the AFC Championship game broadcast on Westwood One. Uh, He's doing everything. He's out here. He's got the Ross Tucker football podcast. Uh, He came on my show. We did a a segment with him, and he is also uh, part of the Westwood One. He is also, by the way, he is a part of the local Philadelphia Eagles pregame show on the Eagles radio network. He's a part of that pregame show. So Ross Tucker, another broadcaster. Uh, that we've seen out here. So, man, it's uh, a lot of broadcasters. As you're saying, I'm just kind of like looking around and just kind of randomly uh, seeing different broadcasters and, and people who are in the announcer schedule. Or a lot of analysts, too. I mentioned Brian Baldinger. You know, Baldy used to do 
uh, some analyst work, and now you see him on the NFL Network. He's great on those baldy breakdowns. If you ever follow him on Twitter, uh, he does the baldy breakdowns. But he, you know, he's been in the analyst booth and uh, plenty others. Mike Golick Jr., who does some college football, uh, he is actually to my right right now over there. Uh, the Gojo Show, they're uh, they're recording uh, over there. And as I'm looking through my sheet here, you know, different people who have done some broadcasting, um, you know, throughout their you know post careers there there, there's a lot going on out here yeah absolutely just a who's who in the uh sports media world out there and you know certainly lots of conversations happening as well uh you know you're there of course you know on behalf of your station in south jersey as well you cover the eagles so closely uh tell us about the eagles media contingent well the eagles are out at the uh they're practicing over at the Arizona Cardinals facility, so they are closer than the Chiefs are. But there's a, uh, they are the, the the Eagles media. They are following the team of that. In fact, our radio station, we have a guy named Scott Grayson. He is the the Eagles. Uh, he follows the Eagles for us. He also works for Fox 29 locally here. He is with the team. In fact, actually, he's walking right here. Um, he is heading over there at. 2 o'clock Mountain Time, 4 o'clock Eastern. That is when the Eagles are practicing. But uh, I'll ask Scott. He's sitting here. Scott, is there a big media contingent for the Eagles in town already? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. He says, oh, yeah. It's, it's a, the Eagles are well represented here uh, at the Super Bowl. Yeah, absolutely. Well, what a scene. Exciting that you're in the middle of all of it, uh, Mike. And, uh, yeah, you know, soak it all up. And, and uh, please continue bringing us a report from Radio Row. Yeah, I mean, as we can, and we're going to have Gene Steratore from Westwood One on in just a little bit here, but one of the things uh, down here is you never know who you're going to run into. And that's, uh, you know, I just did the uh, podcast with TJ, um, and he was asking me about, you know, the coverage down here and what happens. It was that fine line of, not really a fine line, but the Eagles are here. So our listening audience, we are trying to give Eagles content to while wrapping in the entertainment of what happens here on Radio Row, you know, you're, you're getting great stories. You know, on Wednesday's radio show, we had former Eagle Dahani Jones. We had former Eagle Brian Mitchell. We had former general manager Mike Lombardi. So we got great perspectives from two players that played for Andy Reid, one GM who has a perspective of, hey, look, the Eagles have 20 free agents. What is going on when this season ends, win or lose this game? So you get really good perspective of that kind of stuff, and we're kind of weaving all that stuff in and out. But, um, yeah, you can be sure as Thursday when we're recording the pod, Phil, this is the day, I, you know, as I said, I just saw Rob Gronkowski, Deion Sanders, Tony Dorsett. I just actually saw him walking by, so – uh, you're starting to see, you know, some some big names, and uh, yeah, the buzz is definitely here. Yeah, absolutely, it's got to be one. And how about around town? You know, are Eagles fans, Chiefs fans, have they already made their way to Arizona? Yes, <laughs> you're starting to see people get into town. You're starting to see people kind of make um, make their way here, and you're starting to see people, you know, um, fill up the the establishments, if you will, to get ready uh, for this um, for the game and. You know, um, it's a pretty – I've never been to Arizona before. It's a pretty spread out town. It's a pretty cool spot here for the game uh, where we are at the convention center where they're calling it no longer Radio Row. It is now called Media Center or something, Media Central or something to that effect. But it's not officially called Radio Row anymore. Did you know that? I did not know that, but, hey, you know – 
I'll keep on calling it Radio Row for all practical purposes, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, let's get into it here on the Announcer Schedules podcast. Mike and Phil, and we are joined now from Gene Steratour. Uh, he is a part of the Westwood One Super Bowl broadcast. And, of course, you heard him on CBS all season long with Jim Nance, Tony Romo, and Gene Steratour. He joins us right now from Westwood One on the Announcer Schedules podcast. Gene, welcome to the show. Thanks, fellas. It's great to be with you. Well, Gene, tell us a little bit about this journey for you from the field to the booth in this broadcast journey uh, that has now turned into, you know, uh, every network has this rules analyst. You guys are a huge part of these broadcasts. Tell us a little bit about uh, how, what drew you to do this. You know what? It, 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 it's been a great, uh, just a great addition to what was already just such a, you know, I was very grateful to have the career that I had on the field and on the court and, uh, to have the opportunity that I that I was presented with to to work with CBS Sports for the NFL, the SEC, March Madness, uh, you know they've given me an opportunity and a platform to uh, to speak to the country on something that I really did devote a, a good percentage of my personal life, uh, you know, to doing and uh, and from this platform and and hopefully you know educating and sometimes you know the general public. Uh, to that third team that's on the field and on the court, it's uh, it's it's an amazing uh, journey right now. I am I'm so grateful and and I really really enjoy the seat that I'm in because I don't have to run nearly as much as I used to do, and it's it's so much easier and so much more fun now to be able to talk about a play after I rewound it three or four times. So uh, I really enjoy the the place I'm at right now. Thanks so much for being with us, Gene. Could you tell us a little bit about the process and what happens behind the scenes as you're doing a game? It's my understanding that during the regular season, you're in a studio, maybe even working multiple games, and then, you know, come the playoffs and then the Super Bowl this weekend with Westwood One, you're actually in the booth. Can you tell us a little bit about that process and how that works? Sure. Yeah, I'd love to. Yeah, you're right. Look, the 1 o'clock window and, and on a Sunday with CBS – uh, there can be as many as five or six games occurring at the same time. So uh, naturally, you can't watch every single game. We have talented people. They're either college officials or people that were around that officiating world monitoring each game individually. Uh, I have a, a pretty fair amount of television 80-inch screens that, that surround me in a studio that uh, that is broken into like four different televisions within one. Uh, so that hectic level of... Uh, of being able to be tuned in in your IFB to one game and listening to the announcers on that game so that you become relevant to it, but also with the all of the challenges that take place when you are dealing with, with multiple games. I mean, when you really think about it, you know, in its granular sense, you know, you've got five games playing at 1 o'clock. That means that we have five different play-by-play announcers and color analysts. We have uh, 10 different team rosters if you've got to get the name of the player that's occurring. And then all of a sudden, which is what happens on every Sunday, you're watching one game personally, and in your ear you hear from someone who's watching another game in another city that says, hey, Gene, we have a challenge on a catch-no-catch in, uh, in Kansas City. And immediately, just to watch from a technological sense, those screens change, right? And now you're, you've just morphed into that stadium, that play, uh, you guys can appreciate it. You're on this side of the fence as far as entertainment is concerned. 
and then the buzz starts in your ear and the air traffic controllers start to talk and you know you have about 30 seconds or so to look at this play, uh, rewind, digest, uh, get ready to go, uh, get your countdown of five seconds. Is Gene ready? Is Gene ready? Yep, let's bring Gene in. Boom. Now you have about 10 to 15 seconds to hopefully you know, break this play down, make reasonable sense of it, give your opinion on it, and then kind of wait to see what that referee is going to say based on how you broke it down, and, and then bang, you could be leaving that play really quick when they close you out, and it happens frequently to uh, I'm halfway through this conversation in, in Kansas City, and uh, as soon as you clear, get the all clear, it's bam, you're in Pittsburgh. Gene, we have a roughing the passer play. Can you speak to the roughing the passer play quickly? After the next play, we need you to speak between plays, which is about seven seconds, right? So that's the world. And uh, and then just to take it to the other level, if you think about March Madness and uh, games that throw, you know, the tip is at noon and the last tip might be at 1030 at night and there's only about 20 games in between, uh, that is what I'm loving really from an officiating level, right? And that is this unpredictable uh, situation that's going to come out of nowhere at an instant, and you have to navigate this, digest it, and then speak to it within, you know, minute seconds, uh, and then get to the next one. Uh, that's the same routine you went through when you were on the field or on the court, was those, those you know, the, unpredict- the unpredictability of what's going to occur but then your ability to navigate it, do it in real time, do it quickly, and uh, and hopefully be right. You know, many more times than you're not. So uh, it's it's been a wonderful bridge, and and then to appreciate even at a much higher level all of what goes on behind the scenes in a television network or a radio uh, uh, company, and how all of these unbelievably talented people none of us really see or know are doing all of this to prop people like me up for these seconds or minutes is. Uh, it's just an amazing thing, and I'm so grateful to be part of it. Uh, Gene Steritor is with us, and he is a part of the announcer, uh, the announcing team uh, for Westwood One. And, and Gene, when this position kind of first started, you know, was it kind of like, ah, what are we going to really – like how much has it evolved since the beginning, I guess? Uh, Mike Pereira was maybe the first one that did it with Fox. But how much has it kind of evolved now that it seems that everybody's – doing it well i think look at you know ironically a little nugget the first game mike Pereira ever was a rules analyst for fox was the detroit lions at the chicago bears i happened to be the referee on the game and the deciding play in the game was whether calvin johnson caught the ball or not that was mike's first game it was probably only a second time maybe on air and now you have what we all know was the calvin johnson catch uh and I think that kind of got things off and running, right? Because now you have this play that, you know, everybody in their backyard says is a catch. You've got to apply all these other little nuances to the rule. I'm under a hood. Mike's being opened up on something that he hasn't done too many times and being kind of put on the spot as to what is Gene going to say about this play, right? And, uh, and now all of a sudden Mike comes to his conclusion and within seconds after Mike says he's he's going to rule this incomplete, he doesn't finish the process of the catch, and now you click a microphone on seconds after and you say the same thing, I think at that moment in time, uh, networks, the public, or whomever the interest uh, occurred to, said, wow, that's that was pretty neat. 
I mean, he actually saw the same thing there on a play that a lot of us thought was different. Why is that? Now the interest peaked, and I think that evolution, and Mike gets credit for that from the seat that he took initially, and then naturally it's 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 moving to this level. And I think it's a good thing. I don't think too much of us is, is good, just like too much of us in game contests isn't good, right? Uh, but the appreciation of athletic events, even though officials know they're never going to be liked, uh, Coaches, players respect officials and appreciate the jobs they do. And I think the general public, is as hard as it is for them at times, uh, hopefully as these continue to evolve, that appreciation takes place in some ways as well because that helps the game. It, it helps the game at, at small levels too. So I think that's what this platform is allowing, and, and I hope it continues that way uh, because I think it is good for the game. Gene Steratore from the Westwood One broadcast team, Super Bowl 57. Kevin Harlan, Kurt Warner, Laura Oakman, Mike Golick, and Gene Steratore. Gene, thank you so much for being on the podcast. Thanks, Gene. Thank you, fellas. Have a great day. Awesome. What a behind-the-scenes look, Phil, at that position and how it's evolved. I mean – he went super in-depth about the process of what his Sunday is like. That was awesome. Yeah. When you're doing multiple games at once, wow. You know, as far as keeping an eye on everything, knowing, like he said, the different announcers who he's going to be working with, not to mention, you know, the air traffic control piece of producers speaking in your ears and queuing you up and letting you know how much time you have, all these things. What a high wire act. And I would imagine it simplifies a little bit when you're, when you're in the booth, you know. But those days that he has multiple games at once, that one o'clock window he was describing with the NFL, really impressive stuff. Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details. Yeah, Gene Steratore, by the way, he's going to be a part of that Westwood One broadcast. He was here on the Announcer Schedules podcast, so uh, obviously we appreciate him. And uh, we are part of Last Word on Sports. You can find us on that feed now, Last Word on Sports. Make sure you check that out to get the Announcer Schedule podcast. Like, rate, review, subscribe, share us. Make sure you get us out there and you hear great stuff like that from Gene. And, you know, Gene was working with that Romo crew, and uh, he got a lot of airtime in that championship game. There were so many different things going on in that game. Uh, but one of the things now, he'll be a part of the radio broadcast, so that will be very interesting to see. One guy he won't be working with, Phil, is Tom Brady. Brady's going to be at Fox, and, of course, Gene is with CBS. So let's get into the Brady stuff now. And uh, he says he's not going to be a part of the booth in 2023, but what will he do in 2024? Your thoughts? Yeah, so Brady has retired from playing football. I guess you can't um, count out the fact that he might come back at some point. And then he goes on Colin Coward's show and announces that he's going to take a gap year in 2023, join Fox in 2024 as far as on air. By the way, he won't be making a cameo this weekend at the, the Super Bowl. Just a, an important note there. That's been 
um, stated by you know the, the higher ups at, at Fox. So uh, that's been ruled out. But meanwhile, 2023, it means another season of Kevin Burkhart and Greg Olson in that number one position, which has become so popular, that crew. And Olson in particular, you know, his stock has just soared as a analyst. And I took a little bit of a moment to put together all the possible options for what Fox would do in 2024. And I actually came up with 10 of them. I'm going to go through them real quick here, Mike, because I know, uh, you know, for the sake of time, but here's what I see as possibilities. You know, one possibility is Burkhart and Brady, obviously the number one team. Olsen is then paired with another play-by-play announcer in the number two position. That could be either Joe Davis, perhaps, Adam Amin, perhaps, maybe even Jason Benetti, who's now with Fox, who, who left ESPN for Fox and is a fast riser there as well. So there's three possibilities. The next possibility is a three-man booth, Burkhart, Brady, Olsen, as that number one team. And, you know, maybe that evolves over the years, but you keep Olsen and Burkhart together, you add Brady. The next one would be Brady just doing studio work. So Burkhart and Olsen as the number one team there. Brady heads to the studio, and Burkhart and Olsen aren't broken up. 2024 could look like this. Burkhart, Brady, and Olsen three-man booth, but maybe Brady doesn't do all the games in the booth. Perhaps he spends half the time in the studio or something like that. A third possibility, Brady as the number one analyst with a new play-by-play person altogether. You keep Burkhart and Olsen together as the number two team, and you bring in a play-by-player from another network, names like Kevin Harlan, Gus Johnson perhaps. Ian Eagle would come to mind, but he just signed that big deal with CBS uh, and uh, is heading towards the Final Four in March Madness. Burkhart, Brady, number one. Olsen perhaps leaving the network for a number one job somewhere else, whether that be NBC or CBS. NBC, if Chris Collinsworth moves on and perhaps moves into the studio or retires, something like that. Or CBS, if the Romo trend continues and somehow, you know, they want to make a a seismic change. So there's nine possibilities. And then the 10th possibility would be (laughs) Brady not on the air at all. You know, if he, you know, either the deal is off the table or he returns to play, something like that. So it is still wide open, but we got a year to figure it all out. Or more importantly, the Fox folks have a year to figure it all out. The Fox poll. Uh, There you just heard 10 different options. You can vote on your favorite option. Let us know at announcer Skeds which of those 10 options uh, you think will happen. I actually, I talked about this a little on last week's pod, but I think the best option is Burkhart Olsen staying together and Brady in 2024 maybe takes um, uh, Terry Bradshaw's spot in that quarterback's chair. I know that's a lot of money to pay a studio guy, but these studio shows, the Fox one, I'm not saying it's stale, but I mean, you start to get some new blood in there. They got Gronk. Uh, maybe Brady and Gronk can be like a new pairing. You've got Michael Strahan. Uh, I think some of those guys, maybe you start to turn over a little bit. So Brady in that role might be what I would say would be my first. I, I just think Olsen right now, is he's the guy. I mean, when you're talking about the announcers and what we do, Greg Olson is probably the best in terms of telling you what you're watching. Right, he's teaching you something when you're watching him. He's not a quarterback. He wasn't a big name player, um, but I think that moving him would be just criminal for what he brings to the broadcast. So, uh, that well, here's one more part of that, Mike. That that's worth mentioning. I, it's been reported that Olson would take a significant pay cut as well if he moves yes, to the and, number two spot. 
and he would have the option to take a number one somewhere else. But the question is, who would hire him? I mean, does, does CBS go with Romo again next year? And if he continues to decline, do they then make the decision on Romo? Do they? And I got a CBS guy standing in front of me. Maybe he has some insight on this uh, Romo stuff. But um, if he continues to decline, does CBS give him one more year and then make a move? Does Amazon offer him? Is going to Amazon as the number one better than the number two Fox job? Yeah, yeah, I think, think so. so. In terms of money, in terms of money, it would be without a doubt. I mean, you know, there's go- he's going to go back to. I mean, I don't know all the specifics, but something closer to what he made before in the number two spot with Fox. So I would imagine the number one at Amazon, in a lot of ways, is a is a more lucrative job, at least in terms of of money. Now, yeah, money, stick around, money, money wise, but you get playoff games with Fox, you get better games with Fox. The Amazon games, I mean, so you might get better money if you're Olsen going to Amazon on Thursday nights, but you're probably getting better games and more exposure on Fox. What's the money difference? Don't know. And the the other, you know, maybe position that an Olsen could take is take the number two job with one of these. I, I mentioned three ace young play-by-players, Joe Davis, Adam Amin, Jason Benetti, all in that Fox stable. Work with those guys. Keep on building your stock over the next few years, and then just wait for the number one job to open with one of the big dogs. And you're going to be in the in the driver's seat if you can, you know, hold off for a few years here. I just right. don't. I see Brady's not going to take a a, a a second fiddle role no. with Fox. We know that much. So whether it's in the booth as an analyst or number one uh, studio guy, whatever, they're going to, um, you know. He's going to be the top dog. So we'll go from there. But it's a fascinating study. And now we have a whole other year to, you know, uh, yeah. you know predict, prognosticate, you know, you name it. What, what yeah. a subject we've got here moving forward. All right. Down the stretch we come. That's Brady. Uh, LeBron breaks the scoring record. NBA trade deadline as we're recording right now. Trades are happening. Kevin Durant got traded. LeBron broke the scoring record. Let's get into a quick uh, rapid-fire NBA as we come down the stretch on the announcer schedule podcast. Yeah, so the thing I noticed the most was, you know, all the networks were positioning themselves to try to catch the moment that LeBron broke Kareem Abdul-Jabbar's record. And, you know, you saw the networks gearing up. You know, ESPN Radio added games Tuesday, Thursday, and then this weekend, Saturday, Lakers games to make sure that they were there. You know, that's with Mark Kestesher on the uh, Tuesday, Thursday games, George Sedano on play-by-play on Saturday. And then TNT ended up going with the team of Brian Anderson, Stan Van Gundy, and Stephanie Reddy as their crew for the Thunder Lakers game on Tuesday and actually also use the number two studio crew, which is the usual Tuesday uh, group. And that's the group that had the, the blessing of being able to be in the building when LeBron broke the record and be able to make those historic calls and so forth. So Brian Anderson does it on the TV side, Mark Kestesher on the ESPN radio side, by the way, Kestesher's analyst for that, ESPN radio game, Thunder in Lakers on Tuesday night for that historic LeBron James call. Vince Carter. So uh, interesting to see Vince Carter in the ESPN radio analyst role. And then you look at Thursday night, tonight as we're taping, and Bucks are at the Lakers, uh, 10 o'clock Eastern, 7 o'clock Pacific. And you look at the lineup there that TNT rolled out, and it's almost like TNT was sort of banking that 
the Bucks Lakers game would be the one that the big moment would happen. Kevin Harlan, Reggie Miller, Grant Hill, and Chris Haynes reporting. And by the way, Harlan, you know, will obviously head from Los Angeles to where you guys are at in Arizona to call the Super Bowl for Westwood one this weekend. And then uh, Mark Kester, Vince Carter again on Bucks Lakers ESPN radio. You look to Saturday, you know, the ESPN was perhaps thinking that, hey, Maybe it's going to go down there. Lakers at Warriors, ABC primetime game. That probably would have been the ABC primetime game anyway. Mike Breen, Jeff Van Gundy, Mark Jackson, Lisa Salter's the number one team there. And George Sedano, as we mentioned. Uh, Kalina Zubuki, the analyst for the Golden State Warriors, is actually going to be George's analyst on that one. So a um, kind of a new pairing there that we'll keep an eye on as well. But you know, once again, a lot happening in the NBA world and, you know, should be interesting as we move forward. Like you, you mentioned, Mike, with the trade deadline and so forth, you know, the stakes continue to, to go higher and higher as far as the season as it rolls along. We'll have the all-star game before you know it. Also, Daytona 500, we'll talk about that on, on next week's show as well. And then, meanwhile, some transactions to speak of that have gone down around the world of announcers in the first one college football Noah Eagle has been named the lead play-by-play announcer for the Big Ten Saturday night on NBC call and that that's going to be a big big deal as NBC's pouring all sorts of resources into their Big Ten package that Saturday night package is their big one and Noah Eagle Todd Blackledge Catherine Tappan play-by-play analyst and reporter there. So big, big news. This went down last week as far as that crew. Todd Blackledge, 30th season as an analyst, and he heads over from ESPN where he was there for several years working you know, with guys like Sean McDonough. And you know, big, big gig for Noah Eagle at his yeah. young age as well. We actually have a call in to try to get Noah and Blackledge on the Announcer Schedule podcast together. So uh, hopefully we get a future pod with one or both of those guys here on the announcer schedule podcast. All right, there's a little college football offseason news. Let's uh, come down the stretch we come. Major League Baseball, we hinted at this last week, uh, but the Mets have a couple new broadcasters. Yeah, it became official. Keith Rad and Mc- Pat McCarthy, the son of Tom McCarthy, have joined the Mets radio broadcast. You know, uh, Rad will be uh, in the booth with Howie Rose for a number of the games, the majority of the games is, is my understanding, play-by-play and also color commentator. Uh, he comes over from the Brooklyn Cyclones, the high-A affiliate of the Mets. And then McCarthy, you know, we've had Tom McCarthy on the show before. Uh, he was starting to, you know, get some reps with the Phillies broadcast this past year. He will be the pregame and postgame host and also will handle some play-by-play for select games. So congratulations to those two young broadcasters. This is big-time gig for those two. All right, uh, there you go. A little baseball. McCarthy, if you missed our conversation with Tom McCarthy, check that out in the archives. Uh, Tom McCarthy, of course, Phillies probably by player, Westwood One, CBS Sports. All right, that'll do it for us. A quick little jaunt through everything here. Gene Steratore, Radio Row, uh, the circus that is Radio Row. You got a little behind-the-scenes look at that here on the Announcer Schedule podcast. Don't forget, like, rate, review, subscribe. We got a couple more names uh, bouncing around here. 
uh, former Fox broadcaster for about 10 minutes, Sean Payton. Uh, Bruce Arians did some television work, did he not? He is uh, bouncing around here as well. So there's a couple more names as the day goes on. Tim Brown, did Tim Brown do any broadcasting? I just saw he, him. He did. I, I've actually worked with Tim Brown, and uh, he was on ESPN College Football for a, for a yeah. number of years, and I had the chance to work with him on a bunch of games. I remember a uh, late night that he was following me because it was so cold and – you know, the streetlights are, are limited on the drive from West Lafayette, Indiana, to, to Indianapolis to try to get to airport hotel. And he, he was following me the whole way. We were taking two rental cars. And I'm like, holy smokes, the former Heisman Trophy winner is relying on me to get him from West Lafayette to, to Indianapolis. But he was really cool to to uh, do games with. Uh, he worked with myself and I was just doing the stats, but Dave Lamont was our, our play-by-play back then. We were doing the ESPN 3D package in those days. I don't know if you remember ESPN 3D, a short-lived uh, project of ESPN, but they wow. would give us these these big games because, you know, they would end up, we would be the secondary alternate broadcast on the on the big game. So we would be doing the same games as, as Herb Street and that kind of thing, but doing the 3D package. And uh, it was cool to work with Tim Brown. A um, little fun fact about Tim Brown in the booth, he loves popcorn. So if you're ah. ever a stage manager for Tim Brown, make sure you can find some popcorn and load him up for those breaks because uh, the guy loves uh, having some popcorn on hand as he's uh, calling a football game. But funny to, to, to mention him. And, you know, I can only imagine looking through your eyes right now here, Mike, uh, uh, on Radio Row. I know they yeah. changed the name, but, you know, we all know it as Radio Row and just the the, the names that continue to come by on, on the big Thursday there. I, I literally was just trying to do a detour here as we were getting wrapping up. I saw Tony Bruno. I was literally going to just try to grab him to give us a five-minute expository on calling the Madden games, but uh, he is getting ready to do his show. So uh, I, we'll, we'll try to get him maybe later on. Maybe I'll do like a, a quick little solo hit, uh, or if you're around, we can try to connect with him. But uh, yeah, hey, the announcer schedule podcast, we are live at Radio Row. Uh, so this is what you get here. All right. Uh, we're kind of flying by the seat of our pants this week on announcer schedule. All right. Like, rate, review, subscribe. Uh, last word on sports. We're there now. You can check out uh, TJ and George and, of course, our pod every week. We do it. Generally, it drops on Thursdays. We're a little later this week because of my travel schedule. But uh, anything, Phil, we want to throw out there before we wrap up for Episode 35? No, I think we covered a lot of ground. It was really fascinating to hear from Gene Steratore. Really appreciate him coming on the show as far as that process goes, especially for the rules analyst position. And, yeah, last word on sports podcast. Make sure you go back in the, the archives. The most recent show before, you know, the one you're listening to now on announcer schedules was with T.J. Reeves and also Mike Gill, you know, gave a, gave a report, you know, heading into this Radio Row experience that he's enjoying George Offman was on the show talking a lot of Chicago Bears Super Bowl history. And also Jason Cole, the longtime NFL sports writer, gave a behind-the-scenes look on how the Hall of Fame process. That's yet another story that's obviously brewing there in yes, that's Arizona, actually, the Hall of Fame. That's up on the third floor right now. In fact, when I'm done recording this podcast, I'm going to head up to uh, check that out. By the way, there's Greg Cassell from the NFL Network, another great broadcaster. We're doing the announcer podcast. We're just picking out broadcasters. Uh, so there's Greg Cassell from uh, NFL, of course, uh, the great Cassell name. Man. There's no bigger name than that, right? That's right. You know, it's, it's part of the profile picture on the announcer schedule's 
Twitter feed. So, uh, yeah, we, we've got that Monday night football booth there, but you know, um, just awesome. I, Hey, Mike, enjoy every minute of being out there. You know, I, you're doing some great work, you know, bringing the action back to your, your radio audience, but have some fun for us as well. As far <laughs> as that whole scene goes and all that's this? happening there. How about this? Was Dan Marley a broadcaster? That's interesting one. I know. I mean, I I remember Dan Marley because I would do a lot of Miami Heat stuff. Um, maybe studio, perhaps for for I, a little I, bit. I mean, he certainly has sort of the the appearance of a, of a of a TV guy. You know, I, um, I'm wondering if he did like any local radio or let's see if I could do it on the fly. Marley made his broadcasting debut in 2003 at the NBA TNT. He later was an analyst for ESPN. I didn't see Dan Marley, but I ate at Marley's for dinner last night. <laughs> wow. And there, <laughs> there, there go. we go. So There you go. Yet another nugget uh, as far as these announcer I histories. Thought, I thought Thunder Dan was a broadcaster. I, I didn't think it was a long career, but I could have sworn I knew that he did. I didn't know if it was like local TV or radio, but TNT, ESPN. So there we go. When Phil does the count of amount, the amount of broadcaster names, we just added another one to the ledger for this week. All right, episode 35 is in the books. The announcer schedule podcast will be back next week. Thanks to our guest, Gene Steratore of Westwood One. And, of course, the Super Bowl is on Westwood One. I feel like the voice guy is on Westwood One. You know that guy at all? Yeah, um, I don't know his name, but I certainly oh. know his voice. And, um, yeah. you know, I, I'll be I'll be listening to some of that Westwood One coverage. It'll be fantastic with cool. you know, Kevin Harlan and the gang. All right, let's uh, end on that note there. Have a great rest of your week. Super Bowl 57, Gene Steratore for Phil. By the way, Josh Henning is uh, our producer for this uh, episode, so thanks to Josh uh, for producing this. Uh, He is my radio producer in Atlantic City, and he is back in the studio since I am on location, and he is going to get the audio for this one, so I want to give him a thank you. and appreciate you, Josh. As well. So, Phil, I'm Mike. Have a great week, everybody. This is the Announcer Schedule Podcast on Last Word on Sports. The new Super Beats Heart Chews Advanced is now supercharged with CoQ10. Support your healthy CoQ10 levels and blood pressure with two chews a day. Visit RadioBeatsBeets.com and save 15% with promo code DEAL. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.